Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by the Raw Raw Spirit Team. Building a business can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. We teach small and medium-sized businesses strategies for building a profitable, successful, stress-free business and life. Because guess what? You are more than your business. Through one-on-one training, online courses, and monthly guest experts, the Spirit Team is built on the principle of building each other up in business and in spirit. Try it for 14 days for free. Just head to rawrawconsulting.com and check out the Raw Raw Spirit Team. All right, Lauren Grace here, and welcome to The Afterlight. My guest today is Heather Danielle, and she is a certified psychic medium, healer, teacher, and founder of Rise Into Your Power. Her passion is helping others gain a strong connection to their higher power so they can open up to their own unique gifts and live a spiritually infused life. Yeah. She's an author of Anxiety to Angels, a step-by-step guide created to assist in transforming stress into spiritual connection. And in her spare time, you will find Heather running, drawing, and hanging out with her husband and son in the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. Heather is joining me today to talk, well, we're going to talk about all things spirituality, but we're really going to focus in on the subject of dreaming, lucid dreaming, astral projection, and more. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. I am so excited. Me too. I love talking about this stuff and uh, our listener at home doesn't know, but Heather and I, we were just talking before, you know, we hit record and uh, it's such a big conversation, spirituality. And when I read a bio like yours, there's so many different and interesting avenues that we really could go down. But I'm going to focus us in today on the subject of dreaming, lucid dreaming, astral projection, things like that. And then maybe another time, Heather, if you're up to it, we can talk about, you know, angels and anxiety to angels in particular, because I know that anxiety is a really big subject. It's something that many people deal with. I deal with it myself. And um, I just think that would be a really great conversation to have at some point in the future as well. 100%. And I think it's really important to even start with dreams because that's first how, you know, spirit connects with us oftentimes is through our dreams. And everyone has always had some kind of dream, you know, they wonder what it means, you know, they have that intuitive feeling that there's something more behind those dreams. So I think it's absolutely perfect. And I mean, I absolutely love lucid dreaming, astral projection, a couple of things we're going to talk about today. And I mean, I started having these lucid dreams and astral projection project, projecting sorry from when I was just seven years old oh wow so I really yes I consider myself like a dream expert I'm all things about dreams and I, I really notice in like all the readings I've done and stuff it's just that's how spirit first communicates with us usually is through our dreams bring those messages because you know that's when our brain is quiet you know what I mean yes. it's when we're relaxing you know throughout the day our brain is just so you know thinking about so many different things so then when we go to sleep you know spirit's like oh let me tell you some stuff yeah yeah. let's talk girl (laughs) yes I love that 
All right. Well, yes. we're going to go down that path. I do want to talk to you about, you know, when you were seven and how lucid dreaming first started for you. Before we do that, though, let's get to know you a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me how your, you know, your spiritual journey started? Have you always been connected to spirit? I mean, it seems as though, you know, from the age of seven, you seem to have been in tune, if not before that. Oh, you would think, right? So yes, I did. But I had no idea what was going on back then. And so I grew up very sensitive, but I wasn't like a typical psychic medium. I didn't know, you know, that I had any kind of abilities, you know, even going up, you know, growing up, I still didn't know. I started doing tarot cards in the ruins because my stepfather was into that kind of thing. But I really still didn't understand what I was doing. And so when I was about 17, 18 years old, I got rid of the cards. And I was just a normal um, muggle, I guess, <laughs> if you would. If you will. And then, yeah. yeah. Then I feel like a lot of times we actually have something that happens in our life that just makes us go down our spiritual path, you know? Yeah. And for me, that was my grandmother passing away. And after she passed away, I became very, very sick. And then I had no choice but to rely on my spiritual connection, you know, going down that spiritual path. Mm. And Oh my goodness. I couldn't even believe it. Once I started going down it, I realized what intuition was. And then I realized that, you know, psychic and mediumship abilities is innate, you know, and everyone has this ability. It's just tapping into it. So I really love being that psychic medium, that spiritual teacher and guide that actually like I grew into this. You know what I mean? It's not like I always had and I always knew, you know what I mean? Those stories of those psychics who were like, oh, I was talking to my grandpa when he passed away when I was four. That's not me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that because it actually, you know, a lot of people want to develop these gifts. And I mean, I will say that, you know, when you're given these gifts, you also have a responsibility of using them properly and things like that. So understanding that you grew into it, you matured with the gifts is really, it's inspiring for people who want to develop that within themselves. And I guess, you know, when you do hear those stories of people, and I've talked to many of them who are like, oh, I've been talking to these, you know, spirits since I was four, exactly what you said. You kind of feel like, well, that's not me. Or, you know, you know, is there hope for me to still grow into something special? I mean, we're all special, but you know what I'm saying. So I do want to ask you a little bit, when you got sick, when your grandma passed, was that because you didn't know how to deal with grief? Or was that because you didn't understand what happened to us after we go? And did your journey kind of start with reading or book or, um, you know, people like your stepfather speaking with you or movies? Like, how did that kind of evolve, I guess? You know, it actually was all of the above. I didn't know how to handle the grief, you know. Um, yeah. I was full of anxiety. And I was also pushing away my gifts that I didn't even know I had. So that's where my book comes in. You know what I mean? We can talk about that at a later time. You know what I mean? The anxiety, yeah. the angels thing. But I actually went to a psychic medium on accident. Because this man, was t- he told me that he could read my body and tell me what my body needed. But he ended up reading and bringing me through my grandmother. And that just opened up a whole nother world. Like he was telling me there was angels with me and I wasn't using those angels, you know, to their potential and they could help me. And all of a sudden that's when I started reading the books and yes, isn't it amazing? And so, you know, here I was, you know, six months later, you know, a year later, I was on the highest dosage of seizure medication and I was very sick and, you know, I mean, going down my spiritual path and, you know, we can talk more about that, how I meditated with the monks and at the monastery and stuff like that just to, you know, come back to myself. And now it's like, you know, it's just my passion, my mission to, you know, help other people, you know, learn all about, you know, um, how all this stuff relates and how it could help them and how they don't have to, you know, 
be sick and alone, you know, because there's no bigger lie than if we're alone, because we're definitely supported more than we could ever imagine. Yeah. So that's really what that's yeah, it's really what happened to me. And I absolutely I'm, I'm very grateful for it, you know. Yeah, I think that, you know, you're right that, you know, we go through trials and tribulations in life and it pushes us, you know, into our spirituality. Like I know for me, I had a total meltdown a couple of years ago uh, where I actually had to just stop doing everything spiritual for like four years because it was just, I overloaded myself with too many things. I was trying to problem solve everything. I was trying to find the root cause of everything. I was, you know what I mean? Instead of looking at the love, I was looking at all of the issues and the problems that I'd had. And, you know, through that, I ended up finding my way into Eckhart Tolle's teachings, which was a lot Mm -hmm. about coming back to the moment, quieting your mind, which transformed my whole life. And it allowed me to, to resume my work here, I suppose you could say. So I love that, you know, when you were dealing with those challenges and tribulations that it propelled you into, you know, realizing who you are into your potential, into developing your intuition and helping the lives of other people as well. And you hit the nail on the head too, because it's all about balance as well. You know, I mean, we can't live up in the stars and a spirituality. We also have to really respect our human body or human life, you know, um, but yeah. it was really amazing last year. Um, it's been a little over a year now. I lost my mom, but because I was so in tuned with my intuition, because I knew that there was more, I got to actually have more time with her. So we'll have to talk about that too. So, cause spirit oh, really wow. guided me and led me and I was like, Oh my goodness. And that's the reason why that I wrote the book that I wrote, I actually had it published on her birthday, um, was because of her, because I wanted people to know, you know, that your loved ones are still around and they are communicating with you even, you know what I mean? Through daily life and also through dreams, you know? So, yes, I really agree with what you said. That's beautiful. All right. Well, our listener at home knows that for me, if they've listened to any of our episodes, I got really excited and I can take us down so many roads, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to focus on the subject at hand, which is dreaming. So let's get into that because maybe we can still find out a little bit about your relationship with your mom through dreaming. So let's start at the age of seven. You said that was the first time that you recalled having a lucid dream. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience? Oh, yes. Well, it was actually astral projection and lucid dreaming. So like I was seven years old. I had spent the night on the couch, that kind of thing. I was actually in sleep paralysis. And we'll talk more about that. And it was so funny because if you're seven years old and you're a kid and you don't know what in the world's going on, you know, because you just wake up and your body is frozen. You can't move. You can't talk. You can't do anything. And I remember seeing my mom walk from the kitchen back to her bedroom, you know, getting a glass of water and whatnot. And that's my first experience with sleep paralysis, which led into astral projection when I got a little bit older. My stepfather that came into my life was actually called himself a sorcerer. So that is a total another ballgame, you know what I mean? But he's the one that taught me about astral projection. And basically, you know, I want to talk to you more about astral projection, but, you know, the lucid dreaming is that was where you actually know that you're dreaming. And that's really where the, um, where a lot of my experience when I was younger came into play, right? Mm. So if you don't mind, it's going to like, um, you go, just girl, go, go through a couple of things real quick. So vivid dreaming and lucid dreaming are two different things. So vivid dreams are those ones that ooh, are so real, right? Like, oh, I could almost 
feel it. It felt like it was happening, right? When you wake up, you're just like, oh, I, I just, I felt it. I knew it, you know, like I felt like it was actually happening. That's like a vivid dream. But if you have one of those dreams that kind of feel that way, but you know that you are dreaming, that's a lucid dream. And that's where the fun is. Mm, yes. So, yes. So with lucid dreaming, you wake up inside of your dream. So you wait, you're, so you're just living your life in your dream, none the wiser, right? They show this in the movie Inception. Um, and I absolutely love that movie because it shows exactly how it is. And so when you wake up inside of your dream, you can actually control it, right? And it's so amazing. It's so liberating. Everyone has to try it. And I will give you some tips and tricks here in just a few minutes on how to actually do it. And you could actually do it on a nightly basis. I actually know people who do. So with lucid dreaming, you can actually just, you know, change things. You can rip the sky down. I have done that before. You can live out fantasies. You can do whatever you want. It's really interesting, though, because with lucid dreaming, you are creating your environment. So you imagine it and you are there. Like so many times I'm like, oh, I'm in Hawaii. I'm in Australia because I've never been. <laughs> yes. yes. So I've tried to like imagine, you know, Sydney and I'm, I'm in the ocean, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's so much fun lucid dreaming because you know that you can't get hurt because you are dreaming. Yes. And it's your safe space, right? It's your own world. You don't have to answer to anyone. You don't have to explain to anyone that you want to just ride around on a unicorn, right? You can just yes. do your thing. My, one of my best lucid dreams ever is that I jumped off a waterfall with Pegasus and unicorns, you know? Oh. And then it's so liberating, especially because many of us, I'm not sure if you can relate, but I'm afraid of heights. Me too, yes. And so my first thing, everyone wants to fly. So that's what I was doing a lot, was flying. I was imagining the Eiffel Tower and I was flying around the Eiffel Tower and it gets so real to where you could feel the wind in your face on the top of the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Oh, wow. So it's amazing. And now here's another thing too, is if you are afraid of anything, right? So let's say, you know, my, my son's in a BMX, that kind of thing. He can lucid dream and practice tricks on his bike in the dream and then get that muscle memory so that when he comes back to his reality he can you know better know what to do oh my god that is amazing because i was just reading the other day and i was doing a little teaching on it in my business training about how basically when you visualize things it can have the similar impact as if you were actually doing it and it's the combination mm -hmm. of the two. Like if you're visualizing, like I use the example of when I'm going running, right? I think about the body that I'm trying to sculpt into. So you could sit and you could be like, yeah, I'm going to sit here and just think about my body sculpting the way, or I could run or I could do the two together. It never even occurred to me that you can use your sleep time to do the same kind of stuff. Not only that, if people have phobias, like I have a bit of a bird phobia, yes. I say a bit, I have a major bird phobia. <laughs> These are opportunities for you to work on that stuff. I never even thought of yeah. that before. And even if you are having a hard time, you know, speaking up to someone or, you know what I mean? You're trying to, you know, create that conversation. You can actually practice it inside of your dream if you lose a dream wow. because it's going to feel real. You know, it's just not going to be real. So I actually do like doing BMX tricks too. And I've tried to do that before as well in lucid dreams. <laughs> Did it work? So, 
Um, a little bit because yeah. are you ready for one of the tips? Okay. I'll tell yes. you how to get there in a minute, but one of the things that you have to know as soon as you realize that you are dreaming inside of your dream, you cannot get excited. Don't get excited. You're going to wake yourself up. Right. So every time that I realize, I'm like, oh, I'm dreaming, right? I have to first calm myself down because you're going to get excited and then you're going to wake yourself up. So like when I was doing that BMX trick, I either got excited, you know what I mean? Or a little bit scared and I woke myself up. So strong emotions. Yeah. They wake yourself up. <laughs> like, and I have to tell you something else that's so funny. So people do some really fun things in lucid dreaming. And one of them that I never thought of, right? Because I'm like researching things. I'm tired of flying, right? Is breathing underwater. And I was like, I never oh thought God. of that before. I always try to do that in meditation, but it's not at all the same as it would be in the lucid dream. Oh my, I was so excited to start learning how to lucid dream, to breathe underneath the water inside of my dream. So the first time I did it, I wasn't thinking and I jumped into some body of water that I imagined, right? And I took my first breath and what did it do? It freaked me out, right? right? Because we can't breathe in water, right? You're going to die. Yes. No. And so it woke me up. <laughs> So I was like, man, so the next time I submerged myself slowly into the water and trying to breathe, I got a few breaths in before, you know what I mean? You freak out, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting better there. You know what I mean? I'm still working on it. And part of me is like, oh, I need to work on something that's more realistic that can help me in my daily life, but we have to have fun too. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, life is about having fun. We are far too serious in life. I think that's one of the biggest challenges. I have that challenge because I'm so business oriented that it's mm -hmm. like, seriously, Lauren, go and have some fun. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So I'm like, hey, you know what? If I'm going to, you know, it's always work, work, work. So if I'm yeah. going to practice breathing water in my dream, let me do it. It's fun. <laughs> exactly. So, yes. It's really cool, too, if you know if you've been to different places, because then the area, your environment that you create is going to be even more realistic, right? Because mm -hmm. I can only do so much with my Australian environment because I've never been there before. I never seen, I haven't seen a lot of pictures. So I wasn't able to visualize it as awesome as maybe I could have, as I would have with other places that I have been to. I'll send you some videos of Australia when I'm wandering around and then you can use those. There you go, see? Yeah. I'll be there with you. Yeah, okay, exactly. So are you ready for my tips? I'm ready for your tips in a minute. I do, I want to talk to you a bit about your son for a second, if we oh, can. Yeah. And then maybe it'll lead into the tips actually, because there go. one of the things that I, I, um, I was speaking with one of our, my, one of my previous guests. Oh, this is actually on the Raw Raw podcast. Anyway, I'm getting confused. Well, I was so frustrated with the fact that we aren't taught a lot of these things when we're kids that we have to go through, you know, we have to understand, like I learned that I could rewire my brain when I was about 18, 19, right? So it's like, if I had learned that stuff when I was five, six, seven, eight, I would have completely transformed my life. I would have worked through so much stuff earlier. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have given your gift such, you're, you're giving your son such a gift to be able to understand about the power of lucid dreaming, um, practicing this BMX tricks and things like that. And he's so, he's young, right? He's going to be 18. Oh, he's going to be 18. Have you taught him that yeah. since he was, oh my God, I'm looking at you wondering how you could have an 18 year old son, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but did you teach him that when he was younger? 
It's been because my transformation didn't happen until my grandmother passed away. And by that time, he was eight years old. But what was really cool is because he can see my life and how I was. And then after I started transforming, you know, and my life completely did a 180, um, he actually gets to witness that. And he has kind of grown with me in a way. And I teach him this and I do this stuff. And honestly, even though he rebels a little bit, because, you know, he's kind of like one of those typical guys, you know, he he sees the proof is in the pudding. You know what I mean? So yes. he sees it. He has those experiences. You know what I mean? He has lucid dreamed before, but he hasn't been able to get like the experience that I have had. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't work on it. You know what I mean? To be able to work on his BMX bikes. But now it's really, really interesting to see how his life and his viewpoint has changed. You know what I mean? And I will see him coming in and grabbing some of my Oracle cards sometimes, or he was playing with my pendulums the other day. And it's really neat because he's able to see, you know, how life can be, you know, the law of attraction, you know what I mean? You pay attention to your dreams, you know, that kind of thing. So it's really yes. cool. <laughs> I love that. That is so cool. All right. Well, we're going to share I want you to share your tips and tricks a little bit later because I Ooh, do okay. talk to you you know, got to hook the listener in yeah. stay with us. Can't give them yeah. all the goods right now. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Our listener at home is like, damn you. Yes. I'm that good. You yeah. will not have it yet. Ooh, so yes. let's talk about the benefits though of being able to lucid dream. I mean, you talked about a bunch of them there. You, you did mention that, you know, you can practice things, you can work on, you know, um, phobias, you can work on tricks, you can have conversations that might be difficult to have in real life. Oh, yeah. I got another. Yeah. Are there some more other benefits? Are there opportunities for us to call in spirits, spirit guides, things like that as well? And that is so this isn't this this isn't one of my trick, my tips, but it kind of is just a little bit right. It's another little a little a little nugget. Right. Yeah. Is that the people that are in your dreams, which as you probably already have heard this before, right? They are actually people you have seen throughout your life, throughout your day, right? So we can't make up those, those things, you know, those um, pictures, those faces, right? So what's really interesting is that you have put those people, right? So let's say there's two people in your dreams, three people in your dreams. You don't know them from Adam. You know what I mean? You don't remember where you saw their face at. It doesn't even matter. But the thing is, this was really cool with lucid dreaming is that you can talk to them and you can ask them why they're in your dream. So it's almost talking to your subconscious, you know what I mean? Or talking to like a spirit guide, you know what I mean? You can also ask your spirit guide to come into your dream. And that's happened a few times too. So I have to tell you a story of one of the most epic lucid dreaming experiences I've ever had, right? And I was actually I was walking down the road and I realized, oh my gosh, I am, I'm dreaming. This is awesome. Right. I'm so excited. And I decided that I want to go to Hawaii. Right. So I imagined Hawaii and I'm walking down now the road in Hawaii. And then all of a sudden I noticed there's two people walking behind me. So I hurried up. I stopped, I turned around and I said to them, I'm like, what are you doing here? And they gave me a weird look. They're like, you're not supposed to know that you're dreaming, you know? And I'm like, hogwash, let me know. Well, they wouldn't help me. So I was like, whatever. So then I noticed that there was this store. So I walked into the store, tried to talk to the bartender, whoever it was, and she wouldn't talk to me either. And now I know I'm still dreaming, right? So I turned around, and this was years ago. I'll never forget it. There was this man sitting at the table, and instinctively, I just knew he was my spirit guide. And I was like, so what's going on? And he looks at me, and he was like, you don't know he's like I he's like I can't believe that you don't even realize this and I'm like realize what he was like this is your dream 
and you are in Hawaii and look at it outside. And then all of a sudden when I looked, it was dull. Like there, it was raining. It was thunderstorming. He was like, you are creating this. He was like, because you don't feel good enough to even be in beautiful Hawaii in your dream that you are creating. And I was like, oh my God, you are so right. And so I went out to the doorstep and I remember that movie Inception, how he pulled down the sky. So I wanted to do that. So I pulled down the sky and I just see this beautiful, like beautiful sky with those colors you couldn't even imagine in real life. And that's when I decided I was going to take off running and the street ended because I said it ended, right? And that's when the waterfall appeared. And that's when I was jumping over the waterfall with the unicorns and the pegasus and things like that. And it was such a profound experience, you know what I mean? And just talking to the people that were inside of my dreams while lucid dreaming gave me that insight that I still hadn't at the time found myself worth yet. Mm, wow, that's so... Wow, that's big. Isn't that like, I, I, I remember that dream like it was yesterday, you know? And, you know, to be honest with you, you know I mean? That dream continued. And I ended up being one of those dancers on one of those stages in Hawaii, you know, those lu the uh, luau dancers. And it was so funny because the man appeared again, the spirit guide appeared again. And he was like, Heather, you you did it again. And I'm like, I did what again? He was like, do you realize you're in an abandoned parking lot using your spirit guides as backup dancers because you still don't feel good enough to go to one of the stages, you know what I mean? In your own dream. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, wow. But it was like, see how impactful that was, you know what I mean? And we can yeah. all do that, you know? We can all, you know what I mean? Find out those little tidbits, those little pieces that we still haven't healed within ourselves, you know? And then, you know, get help with it, you know what I mean? Because I wasn't alone, you know what I mean? I had my guide there with me, you know what I mean? Coaching me through it, you know? And even though I did create Hawaii and it was better weather, you know what I mean? I still needed to, you know, take the spot on the stage, you know what I mean? Like my own stage, you yes. know? Yeah. In my own life. Yeah. So can you work through that stuff in your dreams? Because I think sometimes you know, myself included, it's like you don't want to do the work in your conscious state, you want to do it in a way that I guess feels safer or less intrusive or, you know, so can you do your healing in your dreaming? Oh my goodness. Yes. 100%. Yes. You know, and then however you want to do it, you know I mean? You get to decide, you know what I mean? You get to talk to the people in your dreams or ask your guide to come into your dreams to let you know what you need to be healed. And then maybe they can even give you some insight on how to heal it. So just like the phobias, you know, like even public speaking, you know, going on the stage, you know, even rehearsing it. If you actually have like a speaking gig coming up, you know what I mean? Practicing on a stage in your dreams, you know, or, you know what I mean? Offering that healing to yourself or honestly this came to me giving you that permission to cry you know what I mean or to let out those emotions like even in your dream um maybe because you don't feel like you can in waking life you know so yeah. or maybe you just put up that block and you're not able to do it in your physical body but in that dream state you're able to wow that is so amazing how long do lucid dreams last because when you're talking you know, I can't help but think that you went on some pretty long adventures. And I, I mean, sometimes you would just go, I don't ever want to wake up. I mean, time is also a construct that we make in this life. So do you find that it actually, you know, that it matters when you're dreaming as well? Do dreams go on for longer? Oh, yeah. No, it's actually only a few minutes. 
And oh. I forgot what the stat was, but dreams in general don't last very long. You know what I mean? You go through the dream cycle, like every, I believe it's like around 90-ish minutes or so. Yeah. Um, so, and by the way, I just have to say this right off the bat. If you're not dreaming, uh, no, you are, you know what I mean? Or you need to. So definitely maybe look into those B vitamins, you know what I mean? Sometimes, you know what I mean? That can help, you know, mm-hmm. setting the intention to remember your dreams. And then also, you know, remembering that you go through that 90 minute cycle, you know, so you will be waking up right out of that dream stage. So if you want to set an alarm, you know what I mean? Kind of play around with it a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So everyone out there who says, I don't remember my dreams. I don't dream. Yeah. there's something for you. (laughs) You know, what's helped me as well. I actually started taking B vitamins. So I I need to keep up with that, but I take fish oil tablets. That's a good one. That really, I noticed that since I started taking fish oil tablets, I, it actually really helped my dreaming. But I think one of my issues is that I don't write down my dreams. And Mm -hmm. I know that when you write them down, you tend to recall them more and more and more. But I think what you, you said also there was super key because it's setting the intention. It's like, okay, Lauren, you're going to bed. I'm going to remember my dreams, right? Yes. And having that paper and pen next to you or having the app on your phone, if you just want to voice it in and record it, you know, because it's going to offer you more insight and don't lie to yourself and say, you're going to remember it. You won't. I believe the statistic is like after one minute you lose 50%. And then after five minutes, you lose like 90. It's something crazy like that. Yeah. And so, and then it's, it, even if you feel like it's stupid, you know what I mean? When you wake up, you're going to have a fresh perspective on it and you're going to notice that. And they even say, if you keep a dream journal that you will be able to like predict what's going to happen next, you know what I mean? Like you'll be able to see like the rhythm, you know what I mean? The cycles that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't even talk to me about dream interpretation. Cause that would be a whole nother show. Yeah. Something I absolutely yeah. love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely keep that paper and pen next to your bed. <laughs> you know what is, um, I'm just going to say quickly too for our listener at home that we actually, I did speak with um, another guest, Pamela Alexander, and she talked about dream interpretation. So if you Ooh. are interested, this is your first episode, go back and check that out. It's so good. Oh, I will. But um, I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, Heather. Heather, you know what? I am so lazy though. When I'm tired, I'm like, I don't want to reach over and write down a couple of dot points that I feel are relevant. But at the same time, I know that I'm causing myself a disservice because the more that I can recall my dreams, the more likely it is that I can bring lucid dreaming back into my life. I did lucid dream. There was a period there, I think in my twenties. And, um, and I've really haven't done it for years and years and years. And I, and when you're talking about it, I just can't help but feel like I want to go to bed right now, damn it, and try. <laughs> oh my goodness. So are there yes. tips? I mean, you just have to do the work, I guess. You have to, if you want the benefit, you need to put in the effort. <laughs> oh yeah. We haven't gone over those yet because yeah. I also didn't know if we still want, you know, and we can like hook them a little bit more, but you know, I still have astral projection, which is something a little bit different. Yes. Okay. Let's finish the subject of lucid dreaming let's talk about tips and tricks and then let's get into astral projection okay and that's going to be really really interesting because just let you guys know like astral projection is real whereas lucid dreaming is actually dreaming right so that's awesome so if you want a lucid dream okay this is going to be your tips right is that you have to create a habit that you do during your daily life that you will then do in your dream because in the dream it's going to look a little bit different. It's going to look a little bit odd. Then it's going to click into your mind. Whoa, something's not right here. So oftentimes our hands look different. You know, looking in a mirror looks different. Our feet, our clock. So if you look at your watch, 
oftentimes those look different in dreams. So if you notice, in the, I keep on referencing to inception, he spins the top, right? And the top doesn't spin right. So that's how he knows that he's in a dream. I've only seen so, that movie once. I'll have to watch it again. Yes. Yeah. It's actually one of the few movies that actually say portrays it correctly, you know? And so, because there's lots of ones on astral projection, they don't, they don't, you know, so that one's actually a really good one. So he spins the top and when he knows he's dreaming is when the top doesn't spin correctly. And so, so many times, you know what I mean? Like I've been lucid dreaming, I will pick up the habit, you know what I mean? Which is probably looking at my watch, that kind of thing. So that's the number one thing right. is that develop that habit. So then you're doing it all the time. So then all of a sudden it becomes a habit and then you're doing it inside your dream. But now all of a sudden, when you look down at your watch, when you look down at your feet, when you look in the mirror, whatever you choose, right? right. It's going to be distorted. It's going to look a little bit different. And then as we're going to be like, what's going on here? <gasps> I did it. I actually am dreaming. This is so cool. Take a deep breath. Don't get too excited. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just so cool. Stay calm. Stay calm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I almost picture like a manager in the sky. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're awake. Go back to sleep. No, don't make me. Yeah. So, so that's a thing now. Okay. It can be hard, right? But try it out. The other thing is, is just honestly being in more in the present moment. And I know that's hard for all of us, right? But if you could just pay attention to, you know what I mean, just overall what your room looks like when you walk in and out of it, you know what I mean, when you're walking down the stairs, you know what I mean, just be a little more visual, you know, try and instead of keep on thinking inside of your head, keep on just looking outward. Because a couple of times that I've lucid dreamed the best, like one time I was in the middle of this horrible dream and I was in an attic, right? And this truck drives by and I was like, wow, that truck looked too big for that road. And then I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, what if it goes by again? And then sure enough, it went by again. And I'm like, what? And then I looked out of the window in this dream and I could tell that the road was really, really, really small and the truck was really, really big. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so not real. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm dreaming. Yes. But it was because I was paying attention to my surroundings. I'm not saying that you have to be like a monk and just be in the moment every single moment, that kind of thing. But just paying more attention to the, the way that things look. Like a couple of times, like one time I was dreaming and I was at work and I couldn't find my boss, right? So I'm in the middle of this dream and I have anxiety because I can't find her and I'm searching and there's no one there at my work. And then all of a sudden, like I, I hit a, like, there's like a wall and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like they're remodeling. You know, I'm thinking this because I'm still dreaming. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait. And I looked around, I'm like, this is not right. This is not how my work is set up. And then I started looking around and I noticed other things that were distorted. And I'm like, oh, I'm dreaming. Yes. You know what I mean? It's time to go yeah. practice breathing underwater. Yes. <laughs> Girl, I love that. That is so good. That is so that's so going to be, that's the two tips, but those are going to be the most profound. You know what yeah. I mean? Those are the ones that are really, really going to help you. You know what I mean? If you want to take a top as well, you know what I mean? Like Leonardo DiCaprio does and spins it, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's really going to, um, it's really going to help. You should be able to do it. Like, you know, literally split if you put effort into it and you can do it. Yes. And I mean, you've already explained so many of the benefits and the dreams that you've shared are just mesmerizing. It just makes me want to get involved right away. I mean, <laughs> the other thing too, that I will just say for our listener at home is that, you know, when you can learn and practice to be in the present moment, it actually is your position of power. Your, um, it helps depression. It helps anxiety. It helps worry. It helps any of that because you're only dealing with what is right now. I mean, Heather and I, we're talking to each other. This is our reality. This is our life. Anything outside of that, it doesn't even matter right now because it's not happening right now. And so I would just 
really like to say that part of my personal spiritual journey and the peace that I've been able to find has been in those moments where I've been able to be fully present. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just say that even if you don't want to learn a lucid dream, becoming in the moment will transform yeah. your whole life. Yes. And that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, it's a double whammy. You know what I mean? Because you can practice being in the present moment. You mean more aware and self-aware of your surroundings. And then you can also start lucid dreaming because of it. Because you're yes. going to pay attention. Like, that's not right. You know? Yes. <laughs> and I love it when it happens. You know what I mean? Because then I'm like, oh, yes, I'm lucid dreaming. What should I do now? And it's like, it's honestly playtime. And who doesn't need more playtime? You know? Like, as no adults, limits. we don't. Yes, it's no limits. Oh, you there. Oh, could you just imagine this? I'm giving you some ideas, right? I'm afraid of heights. So one time I was like, oh my God, I so want to fly through the sky. Like those trees from the movie Twilight. Do you remember when he takes Bella through like the yes. trees and whatever oh, yes, and they sit on the top? I was like, I totally want that. <laughs> and so I did it. I flew through those trees and it was just so liberating, you know? Can you imagine how much this like decreases stress and just opens up your heart and your soul and just like, oh, it makes you feel so much better. Yes. A hundred percent. Even just that direct connection with your spirit guides, because, you know, for me on my journey, like I'm still just getting in the habit of meditating and, you know, it's just having that lifeline or having that direct connection is just, you know, that's, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably understand that there's more to the world than what we're than, the, than what we just see, right? And so having those oh, yeah. signposts and that, you know, that insight and the not being alone, like the people that love you and invested in your outcome and your happiness and stuff like that is, is incredible. I love it. It's, yes. And I've had lucid dreams with my mother. Do you know what I mean? So it was a visitation dream, but then I knew I was dreaming and I knew it was her. So I was able to ask her questions, you know, and it's just so, oh my gosh, that's why I'm so passionate about it. <laughs> that's why I'm talking to you about it right now. I so I know it, it kind of makes me want to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about that visitation. So is, was that a, so that was a visitation from your mom who we know has, um, you know, passed on well she's still around but you know what I mean she's changed yes, yep. chain form uh, she graduated. yeah she graduated love that <laughs> oh, love that that yeah. is good um so you were lucid dreaming in that time so that's different from astral projection right because you can still oh, yeah. it with astral projection okay so oh yeah so you want to get into astral projection oh, yeah. now or do you want to okay yeah. oh yeah let's do it let's get do to it, it. yeah so with the actual projection, it's what's really interesting about it is that you actually, it's an out-of-body experience, okay? So I know that some people talk about astral projection, you know what I mean, being almost like a, um, a place, a state that you go to in your mind, okay? Yeah. I am actually talking about the astral plane, which is like one of like, they say seven, some say 12, you know what I mean, the planes of existence, you know? So the way that I see the astral plane that I go to and the one that I'm talking about right now, which is usually the one where you will go if you do astral project, you know what I mean? I see it as a place where ghosts live, you know what I mean? Like that little, that that different frequency than we are on, right? So what it is, is that they say that we leave our body every night, you know what I mean? And we go and we visit the other side, that kind of thing. But with astral projection, what's happening is we're actually taking our conscious mind with us. And so that's why we actually can remember it and we can actually recall and, you know, I mean, we can actually, you know, take actions. 
So with astral projection, you know, I mean, you actually leave your body, your soul comes out of your body. And for me, like it looks just like regular life, right? So it looks like my bedroom that I'm in. If I turn behind me, I will see my body sleeping there, you know, wow. it's completely surreal. And so you have, it also kind of looks a little bit darker, you know what I mean? It doesn't look as bright usually, you know, of course it's at nighttime too. Yeah. Usually when I astral project. And so, like, um, the thing is, is that just know if you're truly astral projecting, right? Look around and see if it looks the way that it's supposed to. That's how you'll know if it's, you know, between dreaming or astral projection. Whereas we were talking about lucid dreaming, you know what I mean? You are creating that environment. With astral projection, you are actually on your, um, you are actually in your room. You're actually wherever you are. And then you can start walking around. You can do really cool things. This is when people, apparently you can teleport. You can just think about something and be there. It haven't worked for me. I actually was flying, trying to get to my friend's house, but you know what I mean? It took some of my energy out. So I couldn't get all the way there. She lived like an hour away, <laughs> but you can do it. You can haunt people <laughs> and you can be like, Oh, I know what you were doing last night because you are on that different dimension to where they can't see you. Right. Like a ghost. So you are a ghost, but you're still alive. Yeah. And you have this cord that attaches to your body. I wanted to right? ask you about that, the tethering. Because yes. I know that some people, when they talk about astral projection, they get freaked out that they can't get back into their body. Oh, yeah. So you've talked about this before. Yes. Well, I've read about yeah. it. I haven't oh. talked about it with anyone on the show, actually. Yeah. But I have read about it. In, yeah. Yeah. And I, so usually what's supposed to happen is that you are tethered to your body. You have that cord. And as soon as you think about being back in your body, you'll be back into the body, right? A majority of people are going to have a harder time staying away from their body right? There are those few people that have a hard time getting back into the body. And I read those stories and I've talked to those people and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? But it's not something that you have to be truly worried about. Like, and I'm, I'm not even a movie person, but just in case any of our listeners watch it, like that movie Inception, yeah. right? Where that boy, you know what I mean? And he is like lost, you know what I mean? In his dream. It was so funny because I was telling my husband the whole time, I'm like, this is completely unrealistic. And he's like, this is not even real. And I'm like, yes, it is, you know? And so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that so funny and so yeah so some people do have a hard time you know what I mean but just basically staying around your body you know what I mean I feel like that shows each one of our souls you know um lessons that we have to learn you know what I mean challenges is happening to them for a reason you know what I mean maybe yeah. because they can help other people out I've never had a hard time with that the only thing is I have to say with astral plane is that it's actually like neutral field, if you will. Right. So anything can go on there, you know, whereas we have the power here, right. In this dimension, we are the, the ones who can say yes, no, only 100% love and light come into my space. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can do that on the astral plane though. It's like neutral territory. Right. So, you know what I mean? That's where, you know what I mean? You might, reflect and be like oh it's actual projection for me or not you know what I mean so it can be fun but just know depending on your life path you know what I mean you might run into things you know what I mean that you might not like you might run into some things that you do like you know what I mean it's kind of that I guess a neutral part well, you <laughs> kind scare of, you? <laughs> yeah no are you kind of saying that so when you astral project you're not in power it's kind of like that. You, I guess you're in power. Mm, that's a good question. I would say, yeah, your power is kind of neutralized. 
because you can't, you know, what I mean? cause you can't, you know, what I mean? cause it's not your turf any longer. You know what I mean? It's like, you're almost on theirs. You know what I mean? But I've seen both ways, depending on where your power is. Right. So they always say to go into the astral plane and don't show fear. Right. So like always show that you your true power. So it's almost like if you actually were secure in your power and you went over there on that side, you could still stay in your power. You know, you could still do it if you actually believed in your power. Yeah. So it's all makes about any belief, sense. isn't it? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. You intention, that belief, you know what yeah. I mean? Then, you know what I mean? Then you would be, you know, completely fine. So now what I do, honestly, I kind of just stay around my house. You know what I mean? I kind of don't venture far now. I've never had any bad experiences. You know what I mean? I've always, it's always been fun, but I usually just like, you know, um, spy on my husband a little bit. I think it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like walk around my house, you know, um, that kind of thing. I find it, um, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So I I think it's good to talk about, because we don't want to give an illusion that something is different than it is. You know, it's important Mm -hmm. that you talk about those kind of things to be careful of, because when you're experimenting with energy, and I interviewed somebody a while ago about pranic healing, and he was talking about how you can't even, you have to be careful when you're doing breath work, because you can do damage if you do it too much. So it's important to talk about, you know, the pros and the cons and the, and the reality of the situation. So if somebody were interested in exploring more astral projection, what would be the benefits of being able to do that? And how would they get started? And I guess you did sort of talk about some of the things to be careful of. So if you wanted to throw in anything that you didn't mention already. Oh, yes. And so actually, guess what? I'm a pranic healer. So yes, he he knows what he's talking about, you know, Ricky (laughs) and pranic healer. So it's amazing. Yeah, I (laughs) I don't think we talk about it enough. You know what I mean? Like the um, like the other side of things, you know. Um, So yeah, so when you are sleeping, right, and I actually do want to talk really quick too, also about sleep paralysis, you know. And but before I talk about sleep paralysis, I just have to say like, you're sleeping, right? And when you, and I guess, actually, you know, I forgot, I got a couple of tips to actual project if anyone wants to try it, you know what I mean? Just kind of see if you guys like it and that kind of thing. But what's going to happen is that you're going to lift up through your body and you're going to hear something. Usually you could pop out of your body, but a lot of times you're slower at it. You're going to sound, it's going to sound like a helicopter, right? And you're going to feel it. And it almost feels like you have gum stuck to the lower half of you. And it's kind of sticky and hard to get out. You know what I mean? That's kind of like how it feels like when you pull yourself up out of your body. And so it's really cool, right? I've actually been visited on the astral plane by my old pets. No joke. Oh, that's the best. No joke. I was laying in bed and I was um, starting to astral project and I wasn't sure if I wanted to, but I got further enough out to when I looked to my left, I seen my old dogs and I couldn't even believe it. So that I jumped like basically out of my body and I went over to the corner and I was like, oh my God, I forgot about you. You know, the one I had when I was a baby, you know what I mean? And this dog and all of a sudden I was holding in my hands this most beautiful animal and he was staring into my soul and I was like, oh my gosh, I know you from some Somewhere, but I don't know where and it wasn't an animal that they have on this planet like oh. I've never seen an animal like this one it oh. was like cross between like a wolf a fox and a and a dog and I was like I know you from a past life oh. so 
don't let all the scary things, you know what I mean, get you down. You know what I mean? It does exist and it's good to be aware. But just like that, I stayed in my room. I was completely safe and I got to have this amazing experience. That was like four or five years ago and I still remember it to this day, you know? And I haven't had any pets since, so it's amazing. Heather, you're so cool. I love you. <laughs> oh, but so now I kind of want to go full circle. So you remember when you were like, oh, when you were seven years old, right? What happened? Sleep paralysis, right? So sleep paralysis, if, if those of you don't know, is that that is when you are sleeping and you wake up and your body is frozen. By scientific terms, what has actually happened was your body has released this chemical and I actually forgot what it's called. And it has stopped, has released that chemical throughout your body so that you won't move, right? So that you won't play out your dreams, so that you won't sleepwalk. And so you're completely frozen. And so sometimes you'll have hallucinations, right? People talk about the hag, they talk about other illusions, right? Those are all supposed to be complete mind made up. You know what I mean? They're not real, right? Oh, That's what they yeah. say. So don't worry about it. I've seen it all during um, sleep paralysis. But the really cool thing about sleep paralysis, it's a perfect storm for astral projection because your body is frozen. Your mind is awake, right? So you can just pull up because you are disconnected. Your body and your mind are separate. So you're just able to pull up out of your body as if you were sitting up, but your body's not going to follow because your body's frozen. It has that chemical that has been released, preventing you from moving. So isn't wow. that amazing? That's amazing. So anytime anyone who is, who is sleeping that has sleep paralysis, you know what I mean? Then just know if you want to try it, you know what I mean? You can just like, honestly, just like lift yourself up. It's a perfect storm. You know what I mean? Wow. To do astral projection. Isn't that neat? I love that it. That is so neat. I love that. That is so cool. I'm trying to yes. think whether or not I've experienced that before, but I, I think when I have, the only time I can liken my experience, I guess, to sleep paralysis was when I'm in a dream and I, I can't run and I'm kind of stuck, but I know that's totally different than what you're talking about. You're talking about being awake and unable to move. Yes. It's like, and unable to move. Yes, exactly. Sometimes people say that it feels like there's something sitting on their chest, right? Like, and they can't move, they can't breathe. You know, that's where that famous picture of the hag, if you Google it, that's where that comes from. It's from ancient times. People have been having this. They have like the devil is near them or whatever. They have these illusions and they're scared and they're frozen and yeah. they can't move. That's what sleep paralysis is. So now my stepfather in my teenage years taught me that it was actually my soul, you know, my body catching my soul, leaving my body. You know what I mean? So he was like, is either your soul coming back from the other side or your soul leaving to go to the other side and your body caught it? So that's the spiritual reason. Now, scientifically, they're just trying to get you not to sleepwalk. So with sleepwalking is the actual opposite. That means that chemical did not get released and you are acting out your dreams. All right. Yes. So now do you want, do you want the tips yet? Yeah. Let's do the tips. Okay. And then, yeah. So I just let you know if you can't do sleep paralysis, right? So sleep paralysis is, you know what I mean? You are, if you don't want to do sleep paralysis, then don't sleep on your back. That's number one. Decre decrease stress, you know, but if you do want um, sleep paralysis to do astral projection, then, you know, sleeping on your back definitely does help. So that's one tip there. Okay. But now for astral projection, what I want you to do is when you're laying in bed, it's almost like meditating, if you will, right? But instead of closing your eyes, 
You know, instead of doing that and focusing within, you are going to focus on an area outside of your body, inside of the room that you're in. And you are going to just keep on bringing your consciousness to that area. So let's say it's by your closet, right? So you're going to fall asleep. And as you're falling asleep, just keep focused over there, almost like projecting your consciousness, you know what I mean? Out to over by your closet, you know what I mean? Or wherever it is in your space. And you're going to keep on practicing that because you can do this too through meditation. You know what I mean? If you keep on meditating, you will be able to have your um, out-of-body experiences go to the astral plane. And that is also the same technique too, is that you'll just keep on focusing it over there, keep on pushing your mind over there. And then before you know it, what's going to happen is your body's going to fall asleep, but your mind has been so drawn to that area. It's going to go over there and kind of like disconnect you, if you will. Wow. Wow. Do you have a restful night when you astral project? Not usually. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not, not usually, not usually, you know, and you know, it's a big thing, believe it or not, is cheese. Yeah. yeah, so cheese will mess you up because it's um it's high in what is it serotonin, the opposite one that we need. You know what I mean when we sleep. It's really high in that um that chemical, and so what happens is that it disrupts our sleep patterns. Okay, I love cheese. So I should stop eating it late at night. Yeah, it's, it'll mess up your sleep pra- problems. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Not that I'm sitting. It's like nine o'clock at night, and I'm snacking on cheese. No, but yeah, <laughs> but it has oh. happened before actually. <laughs> Yes. All right. Were there some other tips for astral projection or those are the main ones? Just kind of doing that visualization, seeing yourself, you know, popping over to the other side of the bed or to the closet or whatever, and then lying on your back is a good way to get started. Because I guess if you're on your back, you're kind of already in like propelling position. Yes. And like, I don't know many people who are back sleepers. I'm a huge back sleeper, you know, like I literally go to sleep like, 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 like that's, you know, like I'm in my own coffin or casket or something like that. That's how I go to sleep. Wow, that's actually really good for your skin as well. Cause you're not like, Oh. That's why you look so youthful. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm learning a lesson here from Heather. Yes. <laughs> but that is really it with the astral projection. You know what I mean? Cool. Because, okay. you know what I mean? The meditation, you know what I mean? Projecting yourself. And if you can get into sleep paralysis, which is not great. You know what I mean? I hate being in sleep paralysis. Um, but you can astral project. So that's one of the benefits of being in sleep paralysis. I love that. That's so awesome. Well, you know what, believe it or not, we're almost at the hour. It's just, I could talk to you forever. And I know you've already said you're interested in coming back on the show to talk about, you know, anxiety to angels. Um, We're going to talk and get into that book with the seven steps of how to connect with angels. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up, Heather, that we didn't go into? I know we talked about lucid dreaming. Uh, We talked about vivid dreaming. We talked about sleep paralysis. You had lots of tips and tricks. You gave us a few things to consider if we're interested in getting into that world, talked about vitamin B and the importance of, um, you know, if you want to lose a dream, check out your hands during the day or your feet. Is there anything else you wanted to throw in? And also how can people get a hold of you if they want to find out more? Because I'm sure that you've drawn our our listeners in much like you've drawn me in. (laughs) Oh, that's so wonderful. Yes. So the biggest thing that like a takeaway that I really want everyone to take away right now is not to discard your dreams. Number one, right? Because that is a great, think about it. This is the way that spirit can connect with you because throughout the day, you're so worried about your daily life. You know, you're so worried about this and that and your mind's so busy. So when you're dreaming is their chance to get something through to you. Now, the one part I didn't tell you yet 
is if you have been having dreams and message dreams and things like that, right? And all of a sudden they stop, right? Just know that that spirit is now, you're graduated, right? So now they want to talk to you throughout your normal day, right? Uh So don't think there's anything wrong. Go ahead and do your B vitamins. Just make sure that you're, you know, you're okay health-wise. But oftentimes spirit will stop bringing you the messages in your dreams because they want you to pay attention to them through the whole day because they don't just talk to us during our dreams. They talk to us throughout the day. Yeah, and sometimes that can show up as like, inspirations you get in your mind, new ideas, markers, like different things like that, which is so cool. Because like you said, at the very beginning of our conversation, we're not alone. And so these are opportunities for us to check in and be guided and be encouraged and supported during our waking hours, like you said. Yes, they speak telepathically. So, <laughs> so we have to clear out our mind. And so, yeah, so if anyone wants to get a hold of me, I am Heather Danielle. I am at riseintoyourpower.com. You can find me on Facebook at Facebook slash Rise Into Your Power. So, and I also have a Facebook group, Rise Into Your Power. So, as you can see, I'm all about you rising into your power. <laughs> you know what I mean? And gaining your innate gifts and, you know what I mean? Just getting the tools that you need in order to, you know what I mean? have that guided, fulfilled life. So I love that. And you know what? You're clearly an example of somebody who has really embraced that world and you're walking the talk, which is so important because that's the point of it. You know, when you're guiding and you're giving and you're sharing all these stories, it's because it's worked for you. It's enhanced your life. It's giving you more fun. It's giving you, you know, it's propelled you onto the directions I'm sure in your life you never would have gone without it. It saved my life. It saved my life. It's completely transformed it. And that's just why I'm just, like I said, on that mission, you know what I mean? To give everyone else the tools they need to be able to do it themselves. So, and it's been amazing talking about dreams. And I am really confident that if um, they just uh, have some fun tonight when they go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well because, you know, I, yeah. It's, I haven't been lucid dreaming for years and I'm ready to start again, starting today. <laughs> yes. Get that paper and pen right now, put it next to your bed, yeah. set that intention, you know, and even setting the intention that you want to astral project or you want to do lucid dreaming. You know what I mean? Just saying that, you know what I mean? And I always give them like three days or whatever to really like help me out. You know, that's for me. You know what I mean? It might be faster or longer for you. And also depending on how your body is. But usually for me, if I, have, I actually ask for guidance, you know, and say, Hey, let me know in a dream, but I give them two to three nights, you know what I mean? To bring forth that information to me. So you can do that. You, it's a two way conversation between us and, and them. <laughs> That's so good. Thank you so much, Heather. Please come yes. back anytime. It's been such a fabulous conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.